0: Welcome to A Place of Shelter. It's a podcast really for anyone, but especially those who provide hospice care on le- all levels, whether you're frontline employee or social work chaplain or even work in the office, helping us keep us all sane and set apart here in our work. I um, just want to welcome you. My name is Chaplain John. I'm with Queen City Hospice in Cincinnati, Ohio. And Today, our special guest. Um, <laughs> is, special, uh, man? But... You are special, man. It's <laughs> uh, uh, Mark Fightmaster um, from Queen City Hospice, as well, chaplain with us. And uh, Mark, I'm going to welcome you. And, uh, man, love to hear what you have to share with the team today. Thanks, John.
1: Thanks, man. Um, uh, today, John, I thought we would talk about uh, grief during the holidays. You know, this mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, this is something that we all deal with. I mean, you yep. know, I, I hate to say it this way, but we deal in the business of grief, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and the thing is, none of us is immune to it either. You know, um, th- even the most hardened among us still has those moments where we sit and we cry in our car. Or we, you know, we, uh, yeah. we break down while we're sitting at home, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I just thought that I'd share some uh, some tips about yeah. getting through the holidays, uh, dealing with grief. This is something that, you know, we can use for ourselves, but it's also something we can use for the families that we serve. You know, I mean, just uh, just this morning I, w- I was dealing with a family who we, we have a, a patient and, you know, it, it's the holidays and yep. the things don't seem to be, you know, death appears to be there and, and you know so yeah so we're dealing with it um yep so you know and obviously you know when we think about the holiday season john we think about it starting around thanksgiving you know um, right but if you want to talk about like the holiday season for grief um i'd say it probably starts a few weeks before um mm. because mm-hmm. uh you know we, we deal in the world with anticipatory grief you know, yeah and, right and so if you've, if you've lost a loved one and and it's heading into Thanksgiving, you're dealing with, you know, uh, man, how am I going to get through this first Thanksgiving without mom or, or without mm-hmm. dad or without, you know, my spouse or without one of my kids, you know? Either. Yeah. Um, so you start worrying about that. But um, something that's important is that you don't try to avoid the feelings of grief. You know, grief um you don't want to avoid the grief what you want to avoid when you're trying to avoid things is the pain that comes yeah. you know and, and and you know that john i mean absolutely you know uh the the pain that you feel when your loved one isn't there to celebrate the holidays with you so it, it's not it's it's not the grief it's the pain and yeah and and something important about grief and and you know we and, and our bereavement team and we as chaplains and social workers and, and case managers and STNAs and team managers can tell these people, can, t- can tell the people that we care for, you know, that, that we're dealing with. Grief is, is really the, the internal feelings that, that you are, that you have mm-hmm. dealing with uh, the person not being there. and And really grief is the way out of the pain. You know, when when you when yeah. you grieve somebody, when you grieve their loss, when you grieve the loss of a relationship, you are dealing with
0: the feelings, which will bring you out of that pain. If, if that if yeah. that makes sense, it does absolutely. But I don't think people. That's where for me, I'll say I don't talk for people. I just say for me, and yeah. my own dealing with grief, that's part of the part of the. I just don't want to deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. And so rather than kind of embrace the process, although I'm aging, I'm getting better uh, through the years, you know, I kind of like, man, I don't want to deal with the pain. And um, and yet that's exactly the way to the other side, Yeah, (laughs) which is sort of counterintuitive, isn't it? You know, if I just lean into this and let myself feel this pain. You know, eventually, no matter how agonizing it is, I will get to the other side, even though it doesn't feel like that. Yep. When you're in the middle of it, you ask me if I'm getting to the other side. The answer is no, I'm stuck right here. But um, but yeah, it's such a a counterintuitive thought, I think. Yeah, It, it is, John.
1: You know, I mean, everything we're taught is to avoid pain you know i mean seriously we're we're trying to avoid pain you know uh yeah you exercise you pull a muscle you've got pain so you don't do anything because you don't want that pain to get worse right but we're telling we're we're sitting here you and i are telling people you want to lean into that pain you want to you want to just lean into it and and it's going to get better so yeah you know so um, so what I did is is I did a little research, you know uh as I'm want to do and and I found some uh <laughs> some hints and some tips to help yeah let's hear to help you through the holidays so I thought I'd share yeah you know um this uh these first these nine tips that I found here were um from psychology today got and, uh, it. you know great great resource, especially when dealing with grief uh the first is to just what we were talking about. You got to trust that grief is part of the healing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got to trust that the grief around the holidays as part of the healing. Uh, the second one is to set healthy boundaries. You know, mm-hmm. um, the third one is to, is to focus on what you can control. Okay. Um, you can control certain things. You can control where you go, what you do. Um, right. And you can also control how you react to things. Um, another thing is to plan ahead, uh, plan, plan ahead during the holidays, uh, and, and figure out what you're going to do. Uh, the fifth one is to, uh, allow yourself to feel the emotions, but not just the emotions of grief. What about the joy? What about the, Mm uh, the, the happiness, the the fun that you you will have, you know, allow yourself to feel those. Sometimes you want to say, Oh, I'm going to just wallow in my grief, <laughs> don't, you know, uh, f- yeah. feel all those emotions, you know, and, and John, you, you may say this to, to, uh, people, the, to the families. I tell families when they're around the bedside, laughter is good at, yes. at this time, you know, Yeah. Uh, why not laugh even though someone mm-hmm. is in the process of dying, you know, or has passed. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Another thing, the sixth tip was to find a way to honor the memories that you have. You know, uh, you you can't, memories are that bridge, you know, from from where you are now to where you want to be. And, but it's also a bridge to that person that you have lost, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so you, you want to honor those memories. Um, The seventh one is to uh, create new traditions, do something new. You know, uh, say, say a prayer for them at dinner, you know, uh, with the family, remember them in prayer, Uh, you know, something like that. Uh, Share funny stories about it. it, Again, it is that leaning into the grief to help you get through the pain. Um, The eighth tip was to do something kind for others, you know, and and as a chaplain, I love hearing that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, take that loved one's memory and go do something for someone, you know, go do something for someone who doesn't have something. And, and that's going to help you. It can be cathartic. And then, um, yeah, the last one is to ask for help. (laughs) I mean, you know, we can be stubborn, but you need to ask for help. If, if it's, you know, if you need it, you need to know to ask for it.
0: Yep. We're too, we're too independent to ask for help. You know, we're just sort of taught that from an early age.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't asking for help a sign of weakness, right? (laughs) Yeah. Which obviously we joke, you know, but, uh, but we are taught that, um, you know, that that you should be able to get through these things on your own. And that's a downfall of, of some of our, just our teachings, you know, as as we grow up, um, I mean, yeah, come on. It's... Even Jesus had help. He had 12 disciples. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I I love to say that to people. You know, Absolutely. Are, are you, do you think you can, do you think you're tougher than Jesus was? Because <laughs> the first thing he did was went and got 12 disciples,
0: you know, yeah. so
1: to help in his ministry, he knew he needed help. So,
0: yeah. So, you know. But... Of these, of these tips that you got going mm-hmm. on here, you know, which, which of them. As you was re- as you mm-hmm. were reading mm-hmm. through and you know preparing, you're like, man, I need to work on that one. Or this struck you as kind of like, um, you know, they gave you gave a little more thought than to the others. Which of those would you? You pick? know,
1: um, the one I struggle with the most, John, is focusing on what I can control. Um, you know, I would think that people may hear that fifth one that's allow yourself to feel a range of emotions and they may think, OK, you know, what's up with that? I I, I don't want to feel a range of emotions. But, you know, as chaplains and dealing with hospice, I think we have learned that, you know, that you need to feel that range of emotions. My biggest struggle is to focus on what I can control. Um yeah. And, and, and John, maybe some of that comes from being a male, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> we always want to be the ones who control the situation. We want the situation to go exactly how we have it planned, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not the yeah. way these things go, you know, not the no. way these things go at all. So that, that's the one that, uh, I found myself, uh, most, uh, drawn to yeah. that, that, that I was, uh, that I felt, uh. I was being spoken to the most through that one is focusing on what you can control.
0: Cause there's a certain amount of release in that, you know, I mean, releasing what you can't control and sort of riding the waves with that. And it's like, um, it, it's not a very fun thing to do, but it's like it, for me, I mean, I've learned to let a lot of things go in my life, my expectations of people or the way I think things ought to go, man, I'm just like,
1: (laughs) Okay,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not working too well for me. I got to try something else, you know, but but it's just that sort of releasing and, you know, every death and every memory and every person's journey is going to be different. There's not one way you can control how that goes and just sort of releasing that allows us to be present um, in the moment with people and even with ourselves and those kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you talk about that release, you
1: know? Um,
0: yeah. That, that release, you know, is, is
1: so important. It comes in so many different ways, you know, obviously the, mm-hmm. the most, uh, the most common ways through crying and just through letting that emotion go. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many different ways, you know, I, yeah. that, that's why, that's why it's like share funny stories about them. Sit down at your yeah. Thanksgiving meal, which is obviously past. And, and, and share funny stories or when you, or Christmas yeah. day, you know, if you're sitting there and just tell stories with the family that make you laugh about the person, uh, yeah, say yeah. a prayer for them.
0: Uh, and if, you know. Yeah. And if tears come, tears come, that's part of, I mean, all of that is part of getting through it and part of, yes. you know, part of the healing for all of it. it, it yeah. The storytelling. Exactly.
1: You know, let the tears flow, uh, you know, but if yeah. they're tears that are accompanied by laughter, if, I, I can't think of something – I can't think of anything that's that's a lot – that's more beautiful than that is, is, is to, mm. to cry and laugh and laugh until you cry and cry until you laugh, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a...
0: One of the things I was thinking about was when you – kind of combining a couple in terms of like doing something kind mm-hmm. for others. As you were going through there, you know, I was thinking that it would be interesting if you could combine mm-hmm. – honoring somebody and doing something kind for someone exactly so if they're a, uh, you know for example if they're a veteran of a particular armed mm-hmm. force service you know to be able to do something kind for that particular branch yep. of service um or if they you know um, loved <laughs> you know mm-hmm. hunting or fishing mm-hmm. or whatever it is you know or yeah. sewing just to somehow find a way, combine honoring them with doing something yep. kind um, to them. That's one of the things. Yeah, I was you know, about. I mean,
1: uh, go make a donation in their memory. You know, something yeah, like that. Right. You know, I, there's no reason that can't happen. You know, and and and, right. and you know, we we see that a lot in, in hospice. We see a lot of people making uh, donations in memory of a person that's awesome. You know, and you're right. Choose the branch of the military. They served in choose a, a, yeah. a, uh, what a foundation that was close to their hearts, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I, I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. What else you got well, for us, Mark? Know, no, hey, no, no pressure. pressure.
1: No, it's just, <laughs> you know, the, the last thing I, I wanted to say was just, you know, you, you got to make sure that you're externalizing the loss. You cannot keep it inside. Um, that that's mm. the recipe for disaster you know is to just to bottle everything up you know because we know you bottle yeah. things up long enough and you're going to explode and it's going yes yeah, it's, it's coming, coming out, out one way or the other you know I mean, <laughs> seriously it's coming out one way or the other and and yeah why yeah. not do it in a healthy you know why not externalize the loss in a healthy way you know that's where the prayer mm. before a holiday meal can come in that's where uh, praying for them at your place of worship, sharing funny stories, uh even like lighting a mm-hmm. candle you know um at, yeah. uh, and, at Christmas dinner, you know if there was a place that they always sat at Christmas dinner, then maybe put a candle on that spot and light a candle in their memory it's you know? beautiful yeah absolutely, so, but but you have to externalize it because if you hold it in you 're going to ruin yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you speak that because you've been trained clinically to deal with that, but also, because I'm guessing that you've experienced oh. that firsthand in your own journey of grief. Because I know God, I yes. have.
1: <laughs> so. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it's probably more experiencing it myself than the training. <laughs> so you know, uh, you know, but it's uh, yeah. Just make sure you're externalizing it and, and dealing with it in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, man, no thanks problem, for your no. time and, and your, your, your tips and hints and all that in the conversation. Would you like to, you know, maybe offer a prayer on behalf of yeah. our staff as, as they navigate through their uh, yeah, Christmas season? John, thank you.
1: Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I come today to thank you for this time I've had to spend with John and, and to thank you for this time that uh, we've been able to talk about dealing with grief during the holidays, Lord. Um, to be able to work with such a group of people is a blessing for all of us, and it's not one that we overlook. I ask that you be with every, every employee of Queen City Hospice, Cap City, Day City, Miracle City at this time, Lord, uh, that you walk this holiday journey with them. Because there are this is, this is a year unlike any other that we are dealing with emotions that we have never dealt with. And and Lord, I ask that you just reach and touch every member of our staff and let them know that they're not going through this alone, that you're there for them, that they have people they can talk to, that, that they can externalize all their feelings just with a with a simple prayer to you, with a simple phone call to a friend or a chaplain or a social worker or anyone. Lord, I ask that you continue to guide our hearts and our minds to get us through this time, Lord. And through all of it, I ask that you prepare us to receive the, the greatest gift of all, the gift that you gave us in in, in your son and the gift of eternal life for those who who accept him. Lord, I ask that you wrap everyone in the white light of your love and keep them close to your chest so they can they can feel your presence with them during this time in your name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Hey thanks for your time today and uh, with that uh, we'll conclude our podcast episode and uh, we'll look forward to the next one where i get to talk with uh, your oh, father oh, sorry. uh Ron, Gosh, sorry about Ron, that fight master um, so I, I he may need some help with his uh, technology getting it getting it connected that's my him. anticipation yeah. so but we'll all work right, it out good, together man. good luck <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks, man bye bye